you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. All right, we are live. Welcome aboard. Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. Um... Brother Zoe, would you like to introduce our guest tonight? Praise the Lord, man. Well, this is my longtime friend from New York City, Long Island, um, Pastor Richie Petrello, uh, awesome choir director, mega church. I mean, I can go down the list, take me 15 minutes to list all of what my brother has accomplished in Jesus. But the thing is, recently we reconnected. And uh, since I was on the backside of the desert in Arkansas, and he ended up somewhere up in California, he'll let you know about that. But yeah, we, we took off from Long Island, but you know we keep visiting, going back and forth, and God is still moving in our in our hometown there, which is exciting. I hope to talk about that a little. Richie's about to do some house meetings and some revivals over there in Long Island again with friends of mine he hasn't met yet, and some others that were connecting <laughs> from a, from a long time ago. So, without further ado, this is my good friend and pastor, Richie Petrello. Amen. Brother Richie. Well, it's great great to be here tonight. We are excited to have you. And would you do the honor tonight and open us up in prayer? Sure. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you. You're an awesome God. We thank yes. you for revival. Yes. And we thank you, Lord, that your spirit is spanning the globe right now. Let the church be the church. Let the fire of God come. Let signs and wonders follow your people, even the greater works, God. We release them in Jesus' name and bless this broadcast tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I say Hallelujah. amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Whoa. Brother Richie, yes, the, the microphone is yes. your brother Zoe. You'll take it away. Well, praise the Lord. I mean, I want to just say that I'm hot for Jesus. I know my brother's hot for Jesus. I mean, we've been hot for Jesus a long time. And man, even in the in the fire, in the fiery furnace that, you know, I know my brother's been in. I've been in on the backside of the desert navigating oh, yeah. through. You know, the enemy comes in like a flood, but the Lord raises the standard against him, you know. And that's what we're, we're in a war, praise God. And, you know, this war that we're in. We got to win it for Jesus, man. You know, he may bruise our heel, but we crush his head. Amen. And so Amen. this this strategies that God is pouring out on the earth right now, and we're trying to tap into those strategies. I know there's great things coming for 2024, even more in 2024, despite that there is the gloom and doom and there is the wars and rumors of wars. And we see what's going on in Israel. We know that we have a job to do, and that is the commission. So I want Richie to touch on some things that he's working on, things that God has put on his heart for uh, this final uh, commission that we're in now. I know he moves in Mexico very powerfully and other things that he does with some of the people he associates with. It's great people I know he's been ministering to and touching lives. Richie, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your, your background and where you come from? Well, my background was sex, drugs, and rock and roll back in the day. And <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, God delivered me from uh, an overdose. I had a visitation and uh, I was totally transformed by the power of God. And from that minute on, I started to follow Jesus. And it was a journey. It was a path that God had created for me. And through many, many different doors, um, I wound up in a local church where I served for many years, and I was able to cut my teeth on true revival. When, um, when I was back in uh, New York, I met a woman named Barbara Massey who oh, prayed yeah. over me. And I got filled with the joy of heaven, the power of the Holy Ghost, in, in, in such a way that it was life-changing, transforming. And then that whole thing was renewed later on with Brother Rodney Howard Brown. Um, 
I had the opportunity to travel all over America, sing and play in his meetings, still great friends, love his ministry. After serving for 14 years in the local church, I went to the pastors and I said, I want to be released and I want to go into all the world and preach the gospel. I want to be able to take my sax and play and sing and move in revival. And God opened those doors and I was sent out. And the first place I went, the very first place was Misawa, Japan. And we had such a revival. I had gone back and forth to Japan that very same year, almost four times, all the way from New York, 14 and a half hour flight. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking about it now. And that country was, it's so open right now for revival. And uh, I know that we're speaking right now to our brothers and sisters in Indonesia. And um, Asia is ready for revival. Glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. But I, I, I can just tell you this, that my friendship with Joe White, Zoe, as you know him, has it's got to span at least 20 years. Maybe more, but I don't want to give away my age. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But... We worked arm in arm in ministry. Um, the ministry of uh, in New York, the Upper Room Ministries, at the time under Pastor Tony D'Onofrio. It was a move of God like no other for Long Island, and we were in the thick of it. I was a music minister and the pastor of the arts, and Joe was just right there designing sets, lighting. You know, working. And when we weren't building sets and putting on outreaches and cantatas, we were in tent revivals. We were in street meetings. You know, yeah. we was in Queens and the five boroughs or uh, right there in Long Island at the beaches. And it hasn't stopped, glory to God. It hasn't stopped. Amen. Hallelujah. It, I, I met some wonderful people through Joe just recently, over the last few months, who is still holding the, the torch in Long Island. And a lot of these home meetings are filled with the glory of God, with people that are hungry to do more than just church to the church, church. And I thank God that there's a fire in a remnant that never, never stop really worshiping God, praising God, moving in the gifts, and they're going out all into the all over the world and preaching and sharing from Africa to India to Asia. And um, Joe, I, I I want you to just you know whenever you want to intervene and interrupt me and go right ahead. Well, brother, I, just, I want to say that the memories that I have of you. Um, as my mentor in the cantatas, when those cantatas in New York were filled seven days in a row, three, four thousand people packing in from all over the country with ministers like Phil Driscoll, Jesse Dixon. I can go down the list of the old awesome gospel artists that oh, yeah. came through there. And you with your sax. I mean, people were blown away. I remember bikers coming in with tats, long hair, tough guys coming through to the altar and then over two hours the altar call was taken there was three four five hundred people a night receiving jesus and not, not just no joke i mean really receiving jesus holy ghost yeah. deliverance healing miracles right at the altar at these special theatrical shows we were doing and richie oh you God. were like the, you were like one of the masterminds of the whole thing and uh, the way you arranged everything and, and the, the whole the, the storyline, everything. The thing I learned there was about teamwork and yes. what fivefold ministers of the arts can do together, each joint fitly put together, working under the anointing. And that is the fullness of Christ. And that's what we had way back in the 80s. Yes. And it's still going on. It's still going well, on. You know, it's a funny thing. I, I want to make mention of. John Boyd and Valerie Boyd, my dear friends, back in the day, they came with New York City family 
And we really, they joined us together with the upper room choir and band. And uh, we did the cantata and it it just came up to a whole nother level. And then we added Jesse Dixon, who became my mentor along with Phil Driscoll. And I would say Tony D'Onofrio, those three people um, in the area of flowing in the spirit, being sensitive, being prophetic. You know, uh, moving by the Spirit, not grieving the Holy Ghost, you know, and allowing God to move. And one of the keys is getting out of the way. And you can, when you can do that as an individual, or you can do that as a keyboard player, imagine doing that with a choir and then doing it with a congregation who knows how to flow. That's the secret. That's a secret yeah. to great revival because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. So yes. there's, a, there's an orchestration that happens. It's like a Holy Ghost symphony when brothers and sisters are working together and flowing and looking to give God the glory and exclusively give him the glory and not look to take the credit ourselves. When you have that kind of a core and a team and people totally abandoned with a standard. I mean, it's amazing. The people that God sent our way back in that day, Broadway set designers, the best sound guys in the world. You know, uh, one of the things that I have to be grateful for was that my experience in the entertainment industry came in a young age. From the age of 16 to 20, when I overdosed, I was involved with, uh, I was part of the 802 local. I was playing professionally at 16, 17, 18 years old, uh, doing union gigs in the city. Then I uh, auditioned for uh, a recording band at 19, signed a record contract, played with some of the biggest people in show business, and by 20, I was overdosing uh, because I was all out for the devil. But when God saved me, I was ready to just pack my saxes up, put them under the, you know, under the bed. And I, all I wanted to do was preach the gospel, learn about the gospel, learn about Jesus, and go tell the world of how he saved me. Uh, 32 hits of mescaline and cocaine and being up for three days celebrating the the uh, record advance that we had. Anyway, God delivered me from that place. And I thank God that through my steps being ordered, Joe, I wound up yeah. in a church under a pastor that had a vision to take Goliath's sword and cut his head off. Huh. That was that was Pastor right. Tony D'Onofrio who uh, befriended me. And said, brother, God wants to do great things in your life. And uh, he wants to do it with a standard. And God wants to use whatever experience you had in the world. So at the time, I was like religious. And I was like, well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to play in church. The people are wonderful. Your brother-in-law, your brother's great. And, you know, I, I don't, I'm not worthy to go up on, a, on, on your stage. I call it a stage. You know, they called it a platform, whatever. And I was like, I'm just happy getting blessed, and I want to learn the Word of God, and I want to go out and preach. So I was going out preaching in the streets of Greenpoint, Brooklyn, and uh, Bushwick, all those areas, going back and forth to Long Island. And uh, he said, well, God wants to use a standard, and it's okay to use you know, drama and lighting and use the musical gifts. So I could show you scripturally why why David did that. And I was like, really? David did that? And I had to understand it. I had to understand the Psalms, the tabernacle of David. I had to understand that there were priests that God was going to raise up that became the cameramen, the scribes, the lighting designers. This was all part of an end-time revival. And just like David took Goliath's sword and cut his head off, he knocked him down with a slingshot. But he took his head off with his own sword. 
In fact, <laughs> that message was so strong that Joe, I remember we, yeah. we put together an outreach band for the youth, man. You were yes. you were rocking yeah. on the guitar and we yeah. had Nixon and oh my god, Filippi and all those guys. What was the name of the band, bro? Good news band and friends. And we did Boycott Hell themes like Boycott Hell, which was yes. very powerful. And uh, Destined to Win. I mean, we were out in the streets preaching, using the arts, using mimers uh, on the streets, going back and forth, waving it at the people where crowds of young people were coming in. I remember. Oh, my God. You don't know uh, what happened about a year and a half, two years ago. When you say mime, remember you came with me to Jamaica to Kingston, right. we were in the worst areas. If you went on uh, Netflix and, and looked at the drug trade in Jamaica, uh, this, the country Jamaica, we were in the epicenter. There was enough uh, there was enough guns and weapons in Matthews Lane to start a war. And here we were being protected and preaching in Matthews Lane, Tivoli Gardens, Downtown right. Kingston, in the ghettos, man, Trenchtown. And uh, we remember, Joe, we had the mime, we had a band, we were playing reggae, we were singing, we were rapping prophetically. And the, the, the people that were protecting us, they had AK-47s on the stage, and That's I right. couldn't tell them not to party. They were Rastafarians. So I'm running around the sacks 100 degrees out. And I'm smelling up on the stage. We're about 10 feet off the ground. And then you guys were all backstage. There was one ladder to get up on top of the stage. And remember the guy sitting there with the generator, running yeah. the generator right there. And I turned around. I looked down and I said, oh, my God. I called my wife. I said, I'm getting stoned up here. <laughs> what? I, I'm smelling so much pot. That I just started laughing and it wasn't the Holy Ghost. So I said to my wife, Kathy, come up here and greet the people. And there were thousands of people out there. Oh, yeah. In the, back into a cul-de-sac in Matthews Lane. And I didn't know the biggest drug dealer gangster in all of Jamaica lived in Matthews Lane. But a young man who was a very popular rapper at the time actually went to Pastor David, uh, David Kane, and said, I will make sure that the people, that the team will not get hurt and they'll be protected because we know you're doing good by giving, you know, food and blessing the people of Jamaica. So you'll be well protected. He, this gentleman was standing there on the side of the stage. We didn't know each other. And I'm hearing my wife call him up on the stage it turned out to be Papa Son. And Papa Son at the time was the he was the Michael Jackson of Jamaica. And he had lost his brother in a gunfight and his cousin in a gunfight. And he was personal friends of Pastor David King, who in his own right was a phenomenal singer, gospel singer, pop singer. So my wife calls this guy up from this crowd, this mass of people, and starts to prophesy over him. And that was back in 1998. And after that, we had not seen each other. I knew that Papa Son had crossed over into gospel music, just show you the power of missions, and he was doing phenomenal. He was winning Dove Awards. He was traveling the continents of the world. And here, my little wife prophesied over him on a mission trip. Joe, you were there with us. Yes, I saw that. Wow. that's You well, gave our age away, bro. <laughs> well, listen, two years ago, one of Papa Son's backup singers walked into a, a optometry office that my wife works. She's a, a opto you know, she uh, is an optician and he asked to fix his, his child, his daughter's glasses. And my wife did it, and she noticed the Jamaican accent. So she said, hey, man, you from Jamaica? He said, yeah, man, yeah. She said, well, I recognize your accent. And he said, how do you know Jamaica? Did you, did you go to Sandals? 
She said, no, I went to Matthews Lane in Tivoli Gardens, and I, I've been to Haiti, and my husband, we're missionaries, and uh, he goes, in fact, I know Papasan. And he called Papasan. Papasan called Kathy, and we've been reunited for the last two years. And he's doing a mighty work down in Fort Lauderdale. He's pastoring the church. He goes back and forth to Jamaica. He also goes to Africa. He goes to the nations of the world. And it was a fulfillment of that prophecy. Hallelujah. That, that happened Hallelujah. right there. Joe, you are right there, man. Yeah, I got the photos. Uh, I dug them up and I said, wow, that was a long time ago. And then this guy, Papa Son, this Grammy Award winner, got it. She prophesied over. But what I also remember is all those thousands of kids you were ministering to and that we were preaching on that big stage. Now, Richie, you still do this. You still oh, yeah. feed oh, yeah. thousands yes, of kids, right? Yes, right. I do. Yeah, I, you um, do this. What I part of Mexico? <clears throat> I go to Haiti consistently. I've gone to Haiti Port-au-Prince for the carnival, which is uh, it's coming up. It begins... Uh, the week before Ash Wednesday, because they're very Catholic down there in Haiti. And that's what Pastor Jay Threadgill, Church on the Rock, Haiti. And we have, we've had 40,000 people, 30,000 people every year. Um, I also have an ongoing mission to Mexico where uh, we've done big crusades and do concerts with Comprados and many of the popular bands down the Yucatan, these guys, these guys play rock. I mean, they are, they are slamming it, man. They, they sound like uh, Holy Ghost, Red Hot Chili Peppers or, you know, uh, El Nino. They're, they're rockers. They rap. And we have festivals down there in the Yucatan uh, from Merida down to Cancun, down to uh, Tulum, Playa del Carmen. And we will see 10,000, 15,000 people. Out from that concert ministry, we started to reach out to the Mayan children in the Mayan zone, five hours south of Cancun. And through this woman, Lucy, who uh, started as a young girl, teenager, she's in her 30s now, going to the villages with a moped, ministering Jesus with a, a Bill Wilson type of ministry, a Sunday school type ministry, uh, this ministry that we have supported now for over 12 years, we've we had over a thousand kids for Christmas, and Lucy's family donated over two square kilometers of land, which we are developing right now. We have 500 lemon trees, we have uh, palm trees, we have uh, coconuts wild uh, goats and chickens and and it's being developed with a park for young kids to come and have a camp right there on the property and that's about five hours south of Cancun as we know it and uh, that's an ongoing that's an ongoing project we just we just celebrated Christmas with them and we were able to provide again uh, over a thousand kids with with toys for Christmas and with a nice uh, garment, clothes, and uh, also with that comes curriculum, uh, support, food, all kinds of supplies. And uh, we, we, we're going to bring another group now. We had to uh, delay bringing people down because of COVID for two years. I continued uh, an ongoing outreach, even with our teams down in Mexico, from Cancun, from Merida, from Chatamal, and different regions. So it's an ongoing work of God. And uh, along with the gospel and with worship and praise, we do some big outreaches. But our heart is for the people in the villages. And these children are precious. These are Mayans. They're the indigenous people of Mexico. So that's going on uh, continually. And, um, yeah, man. Now, we joined some people with your vision in Long Island that you didn't know. And I know they're excited about joining you. And I'm, I'm yeah, going to definitely. Yeah, Celeste. Yes, yes. 
And she has a whole crew. She has a heart for missions. And, you know, that was something when I went to New York last year, we met uh, supernaturally with Dr. Blessings. Uh, Shannon, you know him. And uh, we plowed the way at these house meetings. And now we just met a whole bunch of people that were worshiping the Lord in their homes. And these people are hot for Jesus. You know, you say, well, you know, is the church really well, what's happening? Well, people are hot for Jesus. They're leaving the churchianity and going into their prayer closets and they're beginning to get on fire for Jesus. And the glory of God is there. I took some young girls from here, from Arkansas, down there, and they entered one of the meetings uh, that this woman, Irene, which I didn't even know she was there, but for 25 years, she's holding these glory meetings, which is the corporate glory and the presence of God, which a lot of people Amen. do not know. Amen. They don't know the glory, but these, these people cultivate the glory and holiness and the presence of God. And when you walk in there, your knees go out. You end up on your face, weeping, repenting, crying, receiving joy. I mean, the genuine, not not some phony baloney kundalini thing. This is the real deal, man. So when we get out there and we know that the glory of God, how to uh, cultivate it as a priest, a prophet and a king, when you know the and understand how that comes to a church, to a ministry, you can walk in this high level of God's anointing, which breaks the yokes. And that's when people are broken and they come to the Lord by the thousands. So hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we're going to so be Richie. there. We're going to be in New York Sunday. At, we meet at the Donna Drake Television Studios in Melville. And our ministry name is Glory Zone. You can go to GloryZone.org and uh, Richie and Kathy Petrello, Glory Zone Ministries International, GloryZone.org. And if you're in the New York area, I know a lot of the home church people are going to come out. And we'll be there Sunday. By the grace of God, I know they just got hit with a big nor'easter. It says the biggest winter storm to hit New York in years. But um, we plan on leaving on Friday from California. I'm out in California right now and uh, heading back to New York this weekend. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Awesome. So how is it in the fire of God? How is it in the mountains of California, brother? That's new for you, right? How'd you get up there? Where are you? Well, my kids have been out here for 10 years, and uh, we've been out here now for about a year, traveling out from the West Coast. And I have to say, there's a move of God. There's people that are hungry for God. They love God. The churches are strong. Uh, We meet a lot of believers all the time. And... uh, it's very, very impressive to me how God is is moving on the West Coast. It's amazing. You know, and a lot of people are leaving California because of the, the politics. And I believe, and I don't want to talk about politics, you've got to be where God wants you to be, period. You know, uh, a lot of people for years said to me, what are you doing in New York? Why are you staying in New York? I had to stay in New York until God released us to go out from New York. And uh, we will forever go back and forth to New York. We have a remnant there. We left our mark there. So I really believe in the timing of God. And I really believe that everybody's walk is different. And uh, for a season, God has us in California. I'm close to my daughter's who have been a big part of my ministry since day one. In fact, they, they love the mission field. They've been to Haiti. They go to Mexico. Uh, my oldest one, she's a fireball. She gets right in there in the villages, and they sing and worship God and play. They've had they played in front of uh, the girls have uh, ministered in Haiti in front of over 35, 40,000 people. They've ministered in Mexico. And a lot of the concerts they were part of, you know, these are big shows sponsored by Pepsi and stuff. Free, free concerts for people to come, whosoever will. And Joe, we've seen skateboarders throwing their skateboards on the altar. Uh, I mean, there was one night we were playing and they took a puppy and handed it to my daughter. I wanted her to have a puppy as a gift, you know, in Mexico. And I mean, Uh. like, it's amazing 
what what God could do, and again through worship, through praise, it's such a powerful gift, especially when it's pure and it's genuine and it's original and it's prophetic. God could do anything. Hallelujah. Amen. And brother, you're now kind of influencing some Hollywood celebrities. I know you mentioned some names you rub shoulders with out there. So what's happening? Are the Christian are the Christian Hollywood people real? Are they really love God, brother, or is it just a game? What are they no, doing? They re- the people that we are around really truly love God, and uh, God has been. It, it, it's been amazing how God has placed. Myself, my daughters, my family in places that prophetically, you know, um, back in 20, oh, I, I can tell you a crazy story. Back in 2012, maybe, I was up in Buffalo. I went up there to, to preach for a brother who had open heart surgery, Pastor Joe Donito, in Niagara Falls. So I left my church and I rarely missed Sunday at Glory Zone. Never miss Sunday services. But because of the situation, he asked me to come and he just got out of the hospital, had a quadruple bypass. I went up there to Buffalo, uh, Niagara Falls and ministered. When I was done ministering, uh, we were at a rest stop having something to eat and I was leaving. And on the way out of the restaurant with Pastor Joe, his wife, Rachel, and his secretary, um, I was heading back downstate, and this woman stops me, a little lady with uh, blonde hair and big white sunglasses with a T-shirt on that says, I love uh, New York. And it was Cindy Jacobs. I never oh. met Cindy Jacobs in my life. She stops, and she was with uh, her husband, Casey Treat, and his wife. In the doorway, she stops, and she goes, hey, I have a word for you. Honest to goodness, never met her, never spoke to her, you know, and I just came out of a powerful church service. So she felt the spirit of God. She started prophesying of me right there in the lobby of an Applebee's right at the rest stop, uh, New York State Thruway up there. Wow, and, you got to uh, love that. <laughs> oh, she said to me, you have keys in your hand. She said, throw them in the other hand quickly. Toss them into your other hand. Catch them. She said, God is removing you. You're going out. You're going to go into the world. I see you uh, rubbing shoulders with Hollywood stars. And she started naming people by name. And I just started laughing. And Brother Joe and his wife were standing there. And they started laughing. And his stitches from the open heart were like, he's like, I can't. I can't. You know, he was holding his chest because he had stitches, you know, from the surgery and his secretary. And, and then she turned around, she prophesied over Joe and his wife and the secretary. And she said, God bless you. I'm on vacation. And went back in and met her husband and the couple that she was with. So I took that word. And sure enough, God has opened so many doors with so many different celebrities. And it's just been glorious. And the ones that I'm around really love God. You know, they're not part of just the status quo. You know, I think a lot of people in Hollywood are waking up. I think a lot of people in Hollywood are tired of what's going on. And I got to tell you, I was listening to satellite radio. I was going through channel surfing this morning. I happened to catch a conversation Believe it or not, that Howard Stern was talking and uh, something he was saying something about the Super Bowl. And when a caller mentioned politics, oh, uh, John Stewart is back on TV. You know, okay. John Stewart's right. been gone for nine years. So Howard Stern loves him and mentioned it. So I, it caught my attention. And he said this. He said, you know, I don't like to talk about politics he said, but I don't like what's going on. It's very scary what's going on with this world. He said, and I feel like a sheep. I feel like a sheep. And I, I, what do you call it? He said, Robin, what do you, what does sheep need? Like, 
sheep need what? And she goes, sheep need a shepherd. And that's all I heard. And I thought of Jesus. He's saying that there are many people out there wandering like sheep having no shepherd. I, I started off after that. And wow. I just felt like, wow, we are really called to shepherd and guide people by example, not by just, listen, our words are powerful, should be setting the captives free. How are they here unless they be a preacher? Amen. But Amen. the truth is, and the message has got to be seasoned with grace and mercy. Hallelujah. We're all, yes, we Lord. all have fallen short of the glory of God. But having, Jesus said, look at them, having sheep with no shepherd, they're, they're wandering. And here this guy, in the pinnacle of his life, you know, millions of dollars, influences all these people. He's saying what we need is shepherds. And we do. He Brother, I want to I tell you, I'm thinking of a song you wrote that has those wor- words in it. The sheep, a she- sheep without a shepherd. It's called Church yes. Arise. Yes. That, I, I listen to that song all the time. It always melts me. You know, the, the fact that the sheep don't have a shepherd and people are wandering. And that was an awesome prophetic song you wrote there. Praise God. It happened on the Sunday service. Remember? Were you there? And I moved moved my keyboard player and said, get up. And I sat at the piano. Yes, I was there for that. That song prophetically. Wow. You know, Joyce Myers used that song for uh, almost a year campaign to finish her studios. And she called me and she asked for permission. I said, take it, use it. God wants to use that song, Arise and Build. Awesome. And, you know, I used the song, uh, set the captive, uh, release the captives, Dr. Yes. Blessing's favorite, Dr. Blessing's favorite song. He would always open really? his meetings <laughs> with that song, brother. Every, I mean, I played that over in Long Island at the hotel and the Watchman conference. I mean, that song's gotten around. That's a, that's an awesome military type of commission song right there. Hopefully we'll get a chance. To, we'll get a chance to talk. Uh, we have about 15 minutes left. And, you know, we're almost at the top of the hour. So why don't you talk about your music and the album and everything you're doing with your tour and so that people know where, where you're going, bro? Well, after being uh, limited to traveling, um, God really spoke to me. He said, this year we're traveling. We're out there, out there with, with music, out there ministering and touching people. And uh, I was in Tulum, Mexico, which is exploding right now as a very popular tourist trap. I know it as a little sleepy town with speed bumps that I've been driving through for the last 12 years. You know, to get to the mine zone, there's only one road. Right now, Tulum is blowing up. I was preaching at a church. Friends of Pestaladio, there's a group of pastors down there. He's got a great church in Tulum. I've been going there for over seven years. So Christmas, I had gone there to do the Wednesday night service, and I had an altar call. Joe, I asked for people to come up who were sick, and I wanted to pray for them. And then with Pastor Luis Babb, my dear friend who was interpreting, I, I was quickened by the Holy Ghost, and God said, many are suffering because of the vaccine. Pray for them. Pray for those that have been suffering because of COVID and those that got vaxxed in Mexico who are suffering. Lo and behold, in about three minutes, there was 200 people at the altar. And I was, God was showing me um, hair cutters who couldn't hold their scissors and mechanics that couldn't hold their tools and people that couldn't go to work and people that are constantly getting COVID over and over again. And I was praying that the healing power of God and God said, this moment, the healing gift is being released to people who are desperate. They desperately need a miracle. So when we were done praying and I couldn't do it alone without a great Holy Ghost pastor interpreter you know it's so important they have the my brother in indonesia you got to have the right interpreters that have the same holy ghost passion and spirit 
you know, I'm a fanatic with interpreters. You know, I preach all over, so uh, it's hard for me to master one language. I mean, I preach in India, Japan, you know, many different dialects and countries, including Mayan, which uh, when you preach in Mayan, you have to go to Spanish, to the original Mayan language, Kukulon. Uh, anyway, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, Richie, I want you to go and bring healing to the people that need it. Go, 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 go. This year, 150 churches, go. Revivals, house meetings, to the highways, to the byways, and, and have altar calls, and they will recover. The sick will recover. These signs will follow them Dang. that believe. And yes, I had the elders of the church in Tulum pray for me, Pastor Luis. I said, Pastor Ladio, I want you guys in the congregation to lay hands on me. I want to be sent out from Tulum, Mexico, to go and to minister. So even though New York is my Jerusalem, is my crib, and I'm going back home in, in a sense, I am being sent, hallelujah, to go forth. This weekend, we're going to pray for people. We say, bring yeah. the sick, bring the lost, right. bring the hurting. We are going to pray. And one of the things that God exposed me to was Pastor Rodney's ministry, Pastor Ankit's ministry. I've ministered with Brother Ankit many times. Uh, he loves, you know, the prophetic horn, and so does Rodney. And as I go out and minister, even with the sacks, I believe that people are going to get healed even without laying hands on them. Even in yes, the corporate sir. meetings, even in the prayer meeting, worship and praise uh, evokes the power of God. And where God shows up, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is true liberty and deliverance. And that's what we're moving in right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Man, you got me pumped up, brother. Hallelujah. <laughs> Shannon Davis, chime in, my friend. Hey, I'm uh, excited to hear this testimony tonight from you, Brother Richie. Folks, if you're just joining us, we're here with Zoe Eddy and also Pastor Richie Petrello. And um, keep doing this great work that you're doing. And um, Zoe has sent me a few of your songs. Would you gentlemen um, like to play one of these for the program tonight? Well, I, I well, want I particularly, yeah, well, I wanted you to tell the story about the Agape Elion song, the oh. one when the kid, the people started singing it in their language. Well, I remember oh you telling God. me they started humming your song. So they after this test. They on, an, on yeah. an album in Haiti, right. and uh, they surprised me. When the music industry learned it, I had gotten driven up to the stage because uh, during the festival, it was like, 40,000 people. So I get to the stage, there's armed guards, and I'm hearing, and they go, your song, your song. And to hear that crowd sing Agape Elyon, you gotta love one another. It was so powerful. And I would always end, I turn to somebody and say, I love you, man. <laughs> and just to hear the people, I love you, man. It's just so powerful. When so Shannon, we're gonna... Song, I had trouble forgiving, brother. Yeah. I was having trouble forgiving. God gave me that wow. song. That song melts my heart. And listen, Shannon, if we can just give out his contact info and what he's doing in Mexico and then go out at the top of the hour with Agape Elion, that would be great, brother. Fantastic. Uh, brother Richie, give out details on your ministry. How do people reach you and follow your work? Um, it's Richie Petrello. And. Um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, the church. Our ministry is Glory Zone Ministries International, Glory Zone Fellowship. And uh, you can go Glory Zone, of Glory Zone Ministries. Uh, some other people are using our name, but that's okay. Um, and um, you can reach us, write to me. You can call me through Brother Zoe. Um, yeah. I'm available to go wherever God leads me right now. We plan on heading back to Japan this year, which we're very excited about. I haven't been to Japan for a while, and uh, I had been out there at least probably a dozen, 14 times 
bring a revival to Japan. There's something going on out there. It's supernatural. And, uh, yeah. Man. What about your Mexico? What about getting involved in a Mexico trip if anybody wants to, you know, we'll go out there? Mass, we'll be doing a, a, a trip to Mexico the last week of July into the first week of August. We might move it up for, uh, you know, scheduling purposes. But we'll be bringing a team down through Mexico. It'll be seven days in the Mayan villages uh, with the kids. It's like doing a VBS in a village every day. Uh, we've done two in one day. And uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big undertaking. Uh, we, we do it as a team. We bring drama, food, you know, and just pretty much go into the, as a self-sufficient army and just take over a village and bring love and bring ministry to the to the kids and working with those local pastors in those villages. These are these are really poor, um, you know, dirt floors, palapas. They live in huts, you know, and they just so appreciate us going out there. And then we bring that kind of ministry week to week with our team down there. So That's we'll be amazing. doing that in July. Richie, uh, what part of Mexico do you see the largest population of Mayans still down there? Are they towards Mexican. It's called yeah, it's called the Mayan zone. Um, the Mayan zone begins uh, in Puerto Carrillo. It's about two and a half, three hours south of uh, Cancun. Now uh, they opened a new airport in Tulum which is two hours south of Cancun. And Tulum is a bit closer. But once you enter into the Mayan zone, there's a rich history of that region. And along with, you know, the, the monuments, I mean, you know, we've climbed a lot of the pyramids down there. And we know the culture. We've been going down there for so long. Uh, it's just where God had opened the door for us supernaturally. So in that Mayan zone, those villages that we visit, um, there's sometimes four or five hundred, three, five, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds. And they're very transient people. They still kind of move down there according to weather, drought, hurricanes. So we've gotten really a lot of experience. Where we have our base of operations is in a, a town called Lacero Cardenas. And uh, that town is right in the heart of the Mayan zone. And it's about, uh, it's the property is amazing. It's like 80 acres. Uh, we have a water tower. We've built uh, restrooms and houses and a place to meet, a meeting hall, Palapa. We've, we've done a lot of work down there over the years, brought plumbers and carpenters and and teams, and we're going to continue that work down there. We built uh, playgrounds in remote villages where we had to drive an hour just to get water and find a cell signal. Wow! And literally transformed, brought flat like a a forty foot flatbed truck with some of the top welders that I got from the hotels. You know, guys that that do massive structure, and we brought the blueprint, built the the playground, and they're still standing. And for this, uh, for these villages, when you bring a playground to a village, it's like bringing Disney World to the kids. And then on that platform, we'll return with our team. Uh, everybody will, you know, will wear uniform T-shirts and play soccer with the kids, and you know, puppet ministry, acting, uh, just like we did in. In Jamaica, Joe, you, right. you know, we bring uh -huh. we bring the whole gamut. You know, the girls will take the little girls and sit them down in circles, and they'll color and do do their nails. And we feed everybody. We feed the children, and then we'll feed the adults. We have flat top girls. We have trunk coolers. We have sound system, lighting. You know, the whole bit. We we we've been doing it for over twelve years, and I have such a love for that area, knowing that they're the uh, indigenous people are uh, the true Mayans, you know. It's pretty amazing. Man, that's amazing ministry, what you all have been doing down there. 
Now, hey, this is just a wild card question as we're preparing to close here in a minute. Um, I've heard a lot about cartels in Mexico uh, being in control of many parts of the country. Have you run into any of them? Uh, do you ever have any... Um, yes, we have. And I'll tell you, um, the way we have been graced by God, I was uh, I used to shop in Belize. We're right on the Belize-Guatemala border. Okay. So literally, when you go to the further south, you can go in Mexico. We would cross into Belize, and sometimes people would come from Belize, they speak English and Spanish, and the Belizeans would come, they would hear us because of the concerts on the radio. So we met um, people that own businesses in the in the free zone. So we would go there, and one of my lead, my lead singer, Pastor Bab, he's half Belizean, uh, he's a musician, bar none, unbelievable. His band. So we would go to Belize and buy goods. We got stopped by the Mexicans. Couldn't bring over $5,000 worth of stuff back into Mexico. They were going to hit us with a tax, which was basically the receipt of whatever we spent. It was so corrupt. A woman tapped me on the shoulder. She was a cartel woman. And she said, I will not let them rip you off. I will bring your stuff over the border so I, I had to trust this woman you know and we were going like another hundred miles that night and coming back and just picture this we're on the border for two hours arguing why we should be able to not have to pay this ridiculous money that they're going to pocket the Mexicans do you know that she delivered those goods the next morning and I asked her I said how did you do that and she said I have coyotes and they're cartel coyotes, but they did something good, like the woman that, um, you know, uh, she threw out the ribbon to Joshua and Caleb, Rahab, the harlot. God used this woman. There was other times when we went through areas with all kinds of militia, they, you know, they check us, and they're out there with 50 caliber guns, but they would let us through, and when we go in the villages, the cartels don't even want to bother with these people. Wow. Because these are the poorest in Mexico. And uh, I could tell you a lot of crazy situations that I personally have. But by the grace of God, we've always got through. We've always, you know, been able to get through it. And uh, by the grace of God, we believe in protection. I'm sure in Indonesia, you come against all kinds of things, especially... In those communities, I know I met some wonderful pastors, and I was in India ministering huge meetings up in uh, Gujarat, Gujarat, up in the north. And I met pastors from Malaysia and Indonesia. Um, there were pastors that came over from Pakistan and sat in the meetings that we had. And it's illegal to preach publicly in India. You know, if it's not under a tent. You can't do it. But I was able to minister. We were able to do it because of the music. We had uh, bands from Nepal and different places in India and America. And we were able to bring the worship. And I was able to share the message. Hallelujah. Well, speaking of that, we want to go out with this song. And Brother Shannon, take it away. Okay, before we do. Agape Leon. Zoe, give out your contact information, too. How do people reach you? Oh, you can reach me on Facebook at Zoe Eddie, E-D-D-I-E, to shout, uh, send me a note there, befriend me. And if you want to go to my webpage, it's thefinalcommission.global on Facebook. Just go to the, the Final Commission, send me a note there. We do trainings, personal healing, deliverance, uh, training in the fivefold. Hit me up. Brother Richie, what an honor to have you on, my friend. And uh, oh, thank you. It's an honor to, to be here. Brother Zoe, be sure and get Brother Petrello back. Yeah, we'll go close in the Oh, story. yeah. Brother Richie, you want to close us in prayer? Sure. Lord, I thank you, God, for the supernatural gift of technology. Daniel said that in the last days that knowledge, that these things would increase. And God, I thank you for these men that are not afraid to pioneer out there and, and just preach the message, let it broadcast, even right now in Indonesia and all over the world. God, we just thank you 
You are drawing men by your spirit. We thank you for revival. We thank yes. you for last day, Holy Ghost, miracles, signs and wonders. Lord, pour out a blessing upon my brother, Brother Zoe, upon Shannon and their ministries and anyone else out yes. there, God. Brother, blessings and all of our friends and family across this universe, hallelujah. God, we thank you, Lord, that you're raising up shepherds after your heart, fivefold ministry. Lord, we thank you for anyone out there that needs encouragement tonight to keep keeping on. Take the highway. Stay on the highway of holiness. Yeah. Stay on the highway to heaven, hallelujah. There's nothing greater than serving Jesus. And God, we thank you for salvation. We thank you for the gospel of grace and mercy. And Lord, we just thank you for expansion, enlargement, like the prayer of Jabez, God. Let finances flow. Let the wealth of the heathen, which is laid up for the just, let it flood and fill up the bank accounts of the ministries that are using it for your glory. Lord, we thank you for souls. We thank you for revival. We thank you for the harvest from the north, south, east, and west. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Lord, I thank you, God, that you are going to give the keys to not just cameras, but to television stations. Hallelujah. Yeah. There are going to be TV stations released for the glory of God. Stations that can have a kitchen and an audience and chairs and facility to broadcast, Lord, because we know you can reach more people in split seconds, God, than us riding a pony, riding a horse. And Lord, we thank you, God, for the grace for those that are willing to go down the Amazon and go through the jungles. I, I God, I've done it myself and will do it. I will go when you send us, God. I, we will go when you send us. But Lord, we know through technology, God, you could reach so many in this hour and take the devil's sword and cut Goliath's head off with his very own sword. God, raise up supernatural technicians and superstars and those in sports and in entertainment, God, and use it for the glory of God. And let them be the ones to even finance the kingdom in a greater way, in a greater way, God, in Jesus' name. Ha <laughs> Amen. Bronte, Bresse, Debe, Shelaba, Sipa, La Bossa, Tarabaca, Satarabasata. Hallelujah. Lord, strike Indonesia with the fire of God. Hallelujah. All 1600 islands. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Like a volcanic eruption, let the Holy Ghost erupt and let the hot lava of your anointing, Lord, even as it flowed out of the doorpost of the temple, God, and was ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, rivers to swim in. Hallelujah. Let the river <laughs> flow, God. We yes, thank Lord. you, God. Let it let the trumpet sound out of Zion. Sound the Jesus, alarm. Hallelujah. In yes. Jesus' name. Get your passport ready, Joe. We're going, baby. We're going to Japan. Yeah. We're going to Singapore. Jesus. We're going to Indonesia. We're going Jesus. to Philippines. We're going to Africa. Glory to God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I want to let you know that on that song, um, one of Madonna's guitar players played on that album, Hearts Ablaze. And I heard wow. that Madonna, as crazy as she is, she built a hospital in Malawi. And she yes. adopted kids from Malawi. And now we've got a pastor, an apostle in Malawi. Glory to yep. God. There's a, a connection there in the yes. spirit. Hallelujah. Yes. I know Brother Rodney Howard wow. Brown went to Malawi. He, he took a short trip there. But I know God is up to something. He is up Africa. to something. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. the Lord.
Powerful testimony tonight. Friends, we're going to have this in the archive in a bit. Be sure and share it with a friend. <laughs> um, Zoe, what do you want to call this show for the archive tonight? The Highway to Heaven. Let's do it. And I'm going to close the with a song by Richie Petrello called Agape Elion. Here we go. Thank you, gentlemen. God bless you. God bless you, Shannon. God bless you, Joey. God bless you, man. Playing the copy early on. Listen.
man, I'll tell you, uh, Ren, uh, Richie, that is so beautiful. That's from Richie Petrello, Agape Elion. Thank you. we got to ask you this before we close. Uh, where can people get this music? People are asking right now. What a beautiful song, my friend. I am on Spotify. I'm the Richie Petrello. iTunes. Apple Music. Most of the streaming... Uh, platforms I'm, I'm available and um, if they come out and see me I'll have some CDs we have you could actually order the CDs through our website give that website out again glorizone.org glorizone.org fantastic right, glorizone.org man did you, you did the vocals on that and also the saxophone oh yeah Oh mm-hmm. man, what a beautiful music! My goodness. Yeah, I wrote the I wrote the song. I mean, God gave it to me. I was having so much trouble forgiving, and you know what? God smote me with a song. Wow! And I couldn't shake it. <laughs> Got love like Jesus did. Got love, my brother. What a beautiful song! Yeah, gentlemen, thank, thank you, brother. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Uh, we'll get this up in the show notes and uh, get a copy to both of you. Love and appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. God bless you, Shannon. Thank you, Joe. You're blessed. Yeah, you you too, brother. Stay hot for Jesus. Praise the Lord. What a beautiful song. Okay. Let's save this program. Coming up next, Dr. Deborah Vells. Stand by. I'm going to do a reset, and we'll be ready to go in about two minutes. Here we go. (laughs) 